Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's open our Bibles to John chapter 3. I salute you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. John chapter 3. I sent you yesterday in the preparatory email a passage of scripture that showed the Apostle John, jealous for the Lord's sake, in that he had found another man that was casting out devils in the name of Jesus. And he told the Lord that he had gone to battle for him and censured that man and told him to stop. And Jesus said that that man wasn't against us just because he doesn't associate or fellowship with us. Here is another case of jealousy about John the Baptist. What do you think John the Baptist is going to get do when his what what do you think he's going to do when his disciples come to him and are jealous on his behalf because Jesus has greater popularity? What do you think John will do? Let's read. John chapter 3 and verse 25. Then there arose a question between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purifying. And they came unto John, this is John the Baptist, his disciples. And they came unto John and said unto him, Rabbi, he that was with thee beyond Jordan, to whom thou bearest witness, behold, the same baptizeth, and all men come to him. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing, except it be given him from heaven. Ye yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but that I am sent before him. He that hath the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom, which standeth and heareth him, rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. He that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly, and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. And what he hath seen and heard, that he testifieth. And no man receiveth his testimony. He that hath received his testimony hath set to his seal that God is true. For he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. The Father loveth the Son, and hath given all things into his hand. Amen and amen. This purifying we'll deal with in a couple of chapters, but it has to do with washings of water and the baptisms of John the Baptist and Jesus compared to the purifying washings of the Jews. And the, the disciples of John the Baptist come to him in verse 26, calling him rabbi and recognizing that he had identified Jesus Christ as another player, if you will, at that particular point in time. And they point out to John, behold, now he's baptizing. Though Jesus never baptized a single person, his apostles were doing the baptizing for him, as chapter 4 and verse 1 will tell us. Then, So John answers them. Now listen, 
You're worried about what's going on? That Jesus is baptizing and there's more being baptized of Him than I'm baptizing? A man can receive nothing. No man has a ministry from heaven unless God's given it to him. No man gets to baptize unless God calls him to baptize. That is to baptize legitimately and righteously. And he's not going to have a successful ministry unless God blesses it. So you're fighting against God. So why are you bringing this to my attention? But he goes further. He says in verse 28, Now you've just told me that you saw me bear witness of him. You know that I told you I am not the Christ, but I am sent before him. And listen to this beautiful description. This should move you. And this is why I'm reading it to you. Just as John the Baptist, he that hath the bride is the bridegroom. Who's the bride? Those that are being baptized, the believers in Jesus Christ. Who's the bridegroom? Jesus Christ. Who's the friend of the bridegroom? John the Baptist. So John puts it in these terms. He that hath the bride is the bridegroom. He should get the attention. He should have the crowd because he's the one getting married. He's the one that's important at this event. I'm just his friend standing in. And and actually, we could call him the best man, couldn't we? Since Jesus said of him, there's no greater man born of women than John the Baptist. He that hath the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom, which is what John the Baptist was, which standeth and heareth him, rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This my joy therefore is fulfilled. I get to hear the bridegroom speak and talk and baptize, and his disciples baptize. I get to see John... Jesus Christ do these things. This is my joy. I'm thrilled to see the marriage of Jesus Christ and believers in Him and just be a witness to it. It's a wonderful verse. And he summarizes it in verse 30. He must increase, but I must decrease. And that's what we want to do in our hearts. That's what we want to do in our assembly today is to increase the honor and glory of Jesus Christ and decrease our own. And he goes on to explain that Jesus is bringing information and a relationship from heaven where He was before He was on earth. And He has God's words and He's speaking them. And they're far more important than He that is of the earth because John the Baptist is admitting, I'm of the earth and I'm just earthly. But Jesus is from heaven. He deserves far more honor and glory than me. Just a little side note that I can't resist. The use of the word all and the use of the word world in John is has such a wide latitude. Notice, in verse 26, the disciples of John the Baptist, and these are pretty committed religious people, the disciples of John the Baptist say that Jesus is baptizing and all men come to Him. Wow, that's a lot. Somebody was getting arm cramps. All men come to Jesus. Okay? Now, what does John the Baptist have to say about the Lord's popularity? He says it down in verse 32. John the Baptist speaking of Jesus, what he, that is Jesus, hath seen and heard, that he testifieth, and no man receiveth his testimony. Which is true? Both are true. From different perspectives, 
all men are being baptized by Jesus, John the Baptist's perspective, nobody is believing the incredible message of the gospel coming out of the Lord Jesus Christ's mouth. Because the few that were baptized, compared to the multitude of Israel, compared to the population of the earth, was nothing. Just a little side note. What we want to focus on is verses 29 and 30. John the Baptist recognized his place as merely a friend of the bridegroom, the bridegroom being Jesus Christ, and we being his bride. But because of the joy and the truth coming from the Lord Jesus Christ's mouth, John the Baptist was fulfilled, and the little tiny role that he had in bringing others to be prepared for the coming of Messiah fulfilled his life perfectly. He was ready to have his head cut off, which shortly happened. Are we that committed? Do we understand verses 29 and 30? Let's lift up the Lord Jesus Christ today. This is why we are here. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank Thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that You sent down to earth Your only begotten Son, formed in the womb of Mary, and brought forth in the fullness of time. We thank You for Him. Heavenly Father, cause us, help us, strengthen us, convict us, guide us this day to put our attention and affection upon Him. We are thankful for this detailed account, day by day, of the beginning of our religion, the Christian religion, as John the Baptist who had prepared a people for thy son, then turned their attention to him and away from himself. O Lord, let us in this place always turn attention away from ourselves and on to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us in our private conversation and in our private lives turn the attention of others away from earth toward heaven, away from men here toward the man, Christ Jesus, there. Heavenly Father, our hearts are cold, deceitful, and desperately wicked by nature. But you have given us a new man, and we pray that you will strengthen us in this hour, and that you will revive us again, and that you will cause us to delight in thy Son, and that we will lift him up, And that our attention will hang on every word of God. For none of it is wasted. We must live by these words. Help us to do so today. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for the Lamb of God that replaced all the millions of lambs slaughtered in Israel over 1,500 years. Bless us this day to know that our salvation is finished by Himself. By one man, the man, Christ Jesus, the second Adam. We thank you for the doctrine of imputation by which you account to our account, impute and reckon to our account the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Let us see today how he affected men and how those men sought others to bring them to Christ that we might do the same, that we might be affected first ourselves, 
that we might partake of the fruits of the gospel and then want to share them with others. Father in heaven, for any mercy and blessing that we have asked upon our own church, we pray that you would pour it out upon the churches throughout the world that are yours, and upon your servants and upon your saints. Save this nation. O Lord, it is wicked. It has sinned against greater privilege and greater knowledge than any other nation. Have mercy upon us and preserve some semblance of peace and protection for your people in the midst of this Babylon, that they might continue to serve thee with joyful and glad hearts, and every man sit under his fig tree and rejoice in your goodness toward him. Forgive us our sins. Forgive us, Heavenly Father, for every minute, every hour, even days, it seems, O Lord, that pass us by, that we do not number our days, apply our hearts unto wisdom, and remember Thee and Thy Son. Forgive us. Stir us up today. Bless us in the house of the Lord, that we will rejoice in Thee our Savior, in Thy Son, the Lord Jesus, in the messenger that came before Him, John the Baptist, and that our mothers and our young girls that are not yet mothers will learn, be convicted, be excited and look forward to being godly mothers. These things we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, before whom we bow and commit ourselves and this assembly. Amen.